What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Duval. Welcome in to Duval Daily, your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're just going to dive straight into it. Seven-round predictive Jaguars mock draft. It's Friday, April 8th. The NFL draft is less than three weeks away. Thursday was the three-week mark. So we are three weeks away from the 2022 NFL draft. The Jaguars hold the number one pick. We're going to dive straight in to a mock draft here. I got news yesterday from Rap Sheet. Unsurprising news. The Jaguars' phones are not ringing with interest in the number one overall pick. Shocker. In a year where there's no clear quarterback consensus, There's no stars at the top like last year. There's no um, Chase Young. There's no Miles Garrett. This draft is much more up for grabs, um, unpredictable, open, if you will, in terms of the possibilities. No one really knows what's going to happen. Obviously, Aiden Hutchinson has been heavily mocked to the Jaguars at one. He's the betting favorite. Outside of that, though, and even that's not a guarantee, and after that, you've got no idea what some of these teams are going to be doing. So it's going to be a really fun draft. We're going to go ahead and pull up our Draft Network mock draft machine here in just a second. Share my screen with you guys. If you're listening on the podcast, I highly recommend watching this episode so you can go ahead and see what's happening on the screen on YouTube if you're listening on your favorite podcast network. All right. Let's go ahead and get this thing going. The Lions are calling up here, according to the Draft Network. But as we know, Rap Sheet reported yesterday, the trade calls are not coming in for the number one pick. So in a realistic, predictive mock draft setting here, there are no trade offers right now. And again, this is a predictive mock draft. Not necessarily what I would do, but what I predict the Jaguars to do. 
And right now, if the draft was tomorrow, I believe they would take Aiden Hutchinson defensive end out of Michigan with the first overall pick. Um, according to a lot of the guys I've spoken with, um, Tony Wiggins from Locked On Jaguars, his people, you've got several other guys that I've talked to, everyone that that has a, a link inside the stadium, a source inside the stadium, inside that building has said they were they were intrigued by Aiden Hutchinson. They wanted Aiden Hutchinson before the Jaguars even went and picked up Cam Robinson's franchise tag. Placed that on him before they went and signed Brandon Scherf. So if you know you want Aiden Hutchinson, some of your moves in free agency might be informed by that. Bringing in a left tackle that you feel comfortable with or, or bringing back a left tackle that you feel comfortable with bringing in a right guard who has Pro Bowl written all over him, even if he's a bit injury prone. Um, and you look at what they did in free agency at defensive end, all you did was go and get Arden Key, who I think can be a quality contributor and role player, pass rush specialist, if you will, on the interior. I know his position is edge, but... Most of his pass rush production last year came from the interior on pass rush downs. But he's a one-year stopgap option. Hopefully you can keep him around because I think he's a good young player, but he's not here to be your starting edge of the future. So just when you look at everything that's happened, when you look at Trent Baalke's affinity for taking defensive linemen early in the draft, Aiden Hutchinson, he's the pick here. He's the safest player. And from a Jaguars perspective, I could understand why a front office that has missed, and I know Trent Baalke's only in his second year as GM, but for a team, an organization that has missed so often in the first round of the draft, landing Aiden Hutchinson, who is a safe pick in that he's going to be a good edge defender uh, against the run, very good. Uh, he's a refined pass rusher. He's got a ton of different moves in his bag. He can threaten with speed to the edge. He can work back inside over the face of tackles. He can do a lot for you. So we're going to go Aiden Hutchinson, number one overall. Not what I would do. Evan Neal's my top player, but I think the Jaguars are going to take Aiden Hutchinson here with the top pick in the 2022 NFL draft. We'll get this thing rolling here. Jordan Davis goes off the board to Minnesota. Interesting pick. Jamison Williams to New Orleans. Gotta love that. Trade offer. We're not trading right now. We like where we're at. So you got the Chiefs at the back end of the first getting Daxton Hill and Kyler Gordon. Helping that secondary out. I think that's a smart move for the Chiefs. Now this is fascinating. Tyler Linderbaum is on the board. Best center in the business in this draft. Falls out of the first round because he's undersized. He's small. And center's just not a highly valued position in the NFL right now. Kenyon Green. 
didn't have an amazing testing uh, at the combine slash pro day there, but he is a top 15 prospect in my opinion. The Jaguars could use help at guard where Kenyon Green, I think, projects best. Tyler Linderbaum, again, the Jaguars just had Brandon Linder retire. So you look at Linderbaum and Green, they both fit positions of need, in my opinion. Lewis Seen, goodness, he's been rising like a rocket ship up boards. And he was always considered, you know, a day two pick. But now he's he's being mocked by some into the first round. And I get it. He's a heat-seeking missile who's incredibly smart, assignment sound. 4-3-7 type of guy that can absolutely hit and, and play the ball as well. So I get that. Boye Mafe, I have him as a first-round pick as well as an edge rusher, but you just drafted Aiden Hutchinson. You've got Josh Allen. Hutchinson and Allen should be what you're projecting to be your starting edge rushers for the foreseeable future. Perrion Winfrey, interior defensive lineman. He really probably is going to be like a three-tech at the next level. Sure, that could help out the Jaguars, but they have a really crowded interior defensive line room with Roy Robertson-Harris, Foley Fatukasi, uh, Malcolm Brown, Devon Hamilton, um, J2 Fele. Like, they've got a ton of guys on the middle. in the middle. N'Kobe Dean, get a linebacker that is – Mentally ahead of every other linebacker in this class, maybe besides Devin Lloyd. Um, physically, he is a, incredibly quick and explosive, and uh, he he just brings the wood. He plays a mile, runs a mile a minute, and he's not the fastest guy long speed, but he has plenty of burst, and his instincts, his ability to lead to get everybody lined up on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's going to be really enticing for the Jaguars. I think Quay Walker, who visited the team, is going to be somebody on their radar at pick 33. Christian Harris as well. Incredibly athletic linebacker out of Alabama, who's still got some work to do upstairs, in my opinion. Wow. These options are just incredible. Incredible. I mean, can you imagine putting together Nakobe Dean in the middle of your defense to go with Foye Aluakan and in the first round getting Aiden Hutchinson, who's going to help you immensely up front? You just made your defense that much better and that much younger for the future. I think Nakobe Dean is going to be, I think he's going to be a Pro Bowler, bar none. I think he's going to be one of the best linebackers in the league despite being undersized having physical limitations. Dean is a good athlete. And he's incredibly instinctive, knows what he's looking at, and he's able to read and react quicker than 90% of the players you're going to see. Maybe more. Mm. I think in this situation, the Jaguars would go after N'Kobe Dean. I think a lot of teams are going to be a little scared of him in the first round just because of those size limitations. He wasn't able to work out during the combine or at his pro day. 
due to a minor injury. I believe it was pectoral, but I'm, I'm not positive on that. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to Kobe Dean here. Predictively, I think the Jaguars would see too much value in his ability to come in and play next to Aluakun, to call the plays out, to get everybody else lined up, to be a lead-by-example player, to be a guy that can just kind of take over football games. And then you talk about the scheme fit. And Kobe Dean, excellent blitzer and excellent rolling downhill uh, he can also drop back into coverage. I think he gives you a lot of versatility. And Mike Caldwell is going to want to call an aggressive defense where the linebackers are blitzing quite a lot. Nicobe Dean fits right into that. We're going to take Nicobe Dean off the board here. The Bears are calling. We're going to stand pat here. Go ahead and turn that ringer off. I don't know if that's irritating y'all. Cowboys are calling. Everybody's calling. They want to trade back. But we are going to sit here and see what we've got at 65. I know the Jaguars spent a lot of money on receiver the last couple of years when you look at Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marvin Jones. But Trevor Lawrence still doesn't have a true number one receiver. Is there anyone at this point that can be that? I don't think so. At least not immediately. There's some guys that could develop into that. John Mechie has been available a lot at this spot, but he's not here. He got picked by the Chiefs. Of course he got picked by the Chiefs. The rich get richer. I don't think John Mechie's a true number one, by the way, but I think he's absolutely going to be a starting receiver in the NFL. Excellent route runner. Does everything really well. Um, he's big enough. He's not a big guy, but he's big enough, in my opinion, to, to be a starter. Hands are a little suspect at times. But uh, I think he's just going to be able to get open at will for the most part. Man, I, I really don't. You got Alex Alec Pierce here. He certainly should be able to threaten deep. I like his game. 6'3", 4'4", speed, 40-inch vert. He's going to be able to win vertically for sure. I don't know how much else he's going to give you immediately. But you want to talk about a guy who Trevor Lawrence can hit on those vertical shots, maybe help clear out some space for Christian Kirk underneath and in the middle of the field. Alec Pierce could be that guy. I don't think the Jaguars are going to value him at 65, maybe at 70. Who are our top prospects out there, according to the TDN predictive board? The Jaguars have met with Colorado State tight end Trey McBride. I think he's the best tight end in the class, bar none. I have him as a early second round grade 
We are at the beginning of round three here. The Jaguars have shown interest. You know that um, that Doug Peterson values tight ends. When you look at what he was able to get done with Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, some of the other guys he's had throughout his coaching career, you know that Evan Ingram and Chris Manhurts and Dan Arnold are all on expiring contracts in 2022. Trey McBride, put him on the board. Too good of a football player to pass up. He's going to be able to come in and help you as a receiver, as an inline blocker, as someone who can line up in the backfield and block as like an H-back type player. He is uh, accustomed to being featured on the offensive side of the ball. He was basically Colorado State's entire offense, so we're going to roll with Trey McBride here. Easy pick. Got some birds chirping in the background if you guys hear that. They're happy this morning. The NFL draft is only three weeks away. Incredible. So I think we could still use a left guard, still use a wide receiver. Of course, I do believe they could still use a safety, but I'm not sure the Jaguars think that. Considering the fact that Jordan Whitehead was available in free agency, he didn't get signed for a lot of money, went up to New York, and he was a guy in Mike Caldwell's defense or in Todd Bowles' defense that Mike Caldwell was on last year on the staff as the linebackers coach. So Caldwell knew all about Jordan Whitehead, and they still didn't go sign him, even though he didn't get much money. And he's a very quality safety. So I do think the Jaguars feel better about their safety group than I do, than maybe the Draft Network does. IDL. I don't think you need anything here, but Zachary Carter's on the board. The Jaguars have shown interest with him. Defensive line coach Brenton Buckner was working with him at his pro day. And the Jaguars have already scheduled or had a visit with Zachary Carter. So they're interested in Carter. No doubt about it. Are they this interested in Zachary Carter? I'm not so sure. Alec Pierce is still on the board. TDN is incredibly low on Pierce here. So when you run through these receivers, Calvin Austin, he's going to be a slot slash a weapon. Jalen Tolbert absolutely could be a starting receiver. His hands scare me. I think he dropped 15% of his career targets. Kyle Phillips is going to be a slot superstar. I think he's going to be a very good receiver. I would not blame the Jaguars for just adding him to the mix here, but you still don't really have any big outside ball winners. That's what you need. And, and Alec Pierce can be that. Wandale Robinson, tiny 5'8". He's going to be a slot slash even more of an offensive weapon than Calvin Austin. I think Austin has more true receiving ability than Wondell Robinson. And Khalil Shakir, he's another, another slot. He's got short arms. I don't think he's big enough to win on the outside in the NFL. But he is going to be a really, really good slot receiver. Alec Pierce is the only one that keeps... Keeps making sense here because, like I said, 6'3", 4'4", speed, 40-inch vert. You saw consistently that he can win on the nine route. You do not have anybody in Jacksonville who is big and fast and can do that, that can get open down the field for Trevor Lawrence, present a target deep down the field, show strong hands. Got to put Alec Pierce on the board.
Because I do think the Jaguars feel good about their receivers better than most people feel about their receivers. And I like Christian Kirk, don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's a true X, a true outside receiver. You're going to want to move him around the formation often. I do think with 12 picks, the Jaguars are going to get aggressive at some point. This range probably makes sense to get aggressive. You're giving up basically four and six for three. We'll go ahead and move up. I do think the Jaguars are going to move up at some point late day two, maybe early to midday three. We'll go ahead and get that done right here. All right. They have addressed edge, linebacker, tight end, wide receiver. Who's available on the interior of the offensive line? The Jaguars were at Alec Lindstrom's pro day, which was also Zion Johnson's pro day. He's a guy who has NFL bloodlines. I think he's a talented center prospect. Are they trading up, though, in round three to land this guy? I'm not sure about that. Um, That's tough. A lot of top linebackers still on the board here. Asamoa, he's very explosive. Beavers was very consistent for Cincinnati in 2021. Chanel's going to be one of the best, one of the best uh, run stuffing linebackers out there. Troy Anderson is an athletic freak, but I'm not a big fan of his game at this point. Maybe the Jaguars trade back up for their Zachary Carter, who can play. In the B gap and the C gap, he can he can hold the hold the line uh, and hold up against double teams. He can kind of threaten with some pass rush prowess. I think he's still got some upward trajectory. I'm gonna put Zachary Carter, who the Jaguars have shown a lot of interest in, on the board at pick number eighty five. So we traded away 106. That's gone. Patriots control the top of round four. Waiting a long time for the next pick. A lot of impressive names coming off the board. I would not be surprised if instead of trading up on day three, the Jaguars actually end up trading up at some point in the fourth round. Um, or fifth round. They did it last year to land Jordan Smith, who they really liked. Who, that was a reach, in my opinion. But it showed that they were willing to get aggressive on day three for a guy that they valued. I don't think the Jaguars are going to trade up twice in this draft, but for the sake of showing you what that could look like, we're going to go ahead and do that here. We're going to give up our sixth here and a 2022 sixth for a fifth. All right. 
Still need a center of the future. Still need some competition on the interior of that offensive line. Is this a good place to get it? It sure is. Luke Fortner. He's been rising a little bit. Uh, I I have him as a round two selection. On my board, he is way higher than this. I think the Jaguars will be high on a guy that I think projects best at center but might have some value at guard. I don't think he's a center only. But I do think he is a quality center uh, that can help you in the run game and the pass game. He is physical. He's always looking to hit someone. And he's he's very well-rounded. <laughs> I, I watched their tape against Georgia, and of course there was some struggles there from the entire offensive line. But that's a talented offensive line. And and the Georgia defensive front, though, kind of made him look, look a little silly at times. But Fortner held his own for the most part. We're going to put him... In the queue, go ahead and add him to the roster here. And he's a guy that I think can compete probably with Tyler Shatley early and maybe take over that job at some point in year one, if not year two. See, that's part of the reason, in my opinion, that it's hard to draft a Tyler Linderbaum in the first round even in the second round. Because there's going to be quality interior offensive linemen available on the third day of the draft. That's just the way it goes every year. Kobe Bryant still on the board. I think that's crazy. Hassan Haskins is still on the board. Another guy the Jaguars met with on Thursday. He's a running back. The Jaguars have a unique need at running back because they have their top two runners. Uh, they have two very good runners, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. But both are coming off foot injuries. Excuse me. Robinson with the, uh, the Achilles and and Etienne with the Liz Frank. Etienne's supposed to be ready before training camp. Robinson's supposed to be ready at some point later than that. We're not entirely sure there. So the Jaguars need someone who can come in and, and compete compete for reps and maybe carry the rock for, for a couple games. Um, do some good things for the team throughout training camp while, while James Robinson is recovering. Haskins is a tough runner. He's physical as all get out, very powerful, great contact balance has a little bit of creativity to him when it comes to uh, making people miss in the open field. Seen some things that you wouldn't expect from such a powerful runner. He does not have long speed. And that's his major knock, in my opinion. But can pass protect, has solid hands. He's never dropped a pass, I don't believe. Hassan Haskins, we're going to put him on the board for the Jaguars. And he's going to come in and compete to, to kind of take some of the workload early on while these guys are recovering. Traded pick 180 to the Jets. They get Haskell Garrett with that one. I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Now, Justin Ross did just come off the board. I think the Jaguars have a strong chance of targeting him. He worked with Trevor Lawrence, worked well with Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. 
He's a big-bodied receiver. I think he can still run routes very well. I think he can still uh, go get some of these 50-50 balls, these contested catches. What I haven't seen from him is the ability the ability to um, release against press at the line of scrimmage. He consistently got stymied against press corners. So he's going to either have to get his hands right, get his feet right, get both right, but he's going to have to figure out how to defeat press if he's going to be a contributor in the NFL on the outside. The Jaguars don't really need cornerback depth. I think they've got good depth there, but looking towards the future and and the cornerback class is just so deep that you might want to get in on it at some point. Demarion Williams is staring at me there. He's he's a very talented corner. Similar to his teammate Marcus Jones, he can really play but undersized, right? Do the Jaguars want to bring in competition for Matt Wright, for Ryan Santoso? Probably they do. Is the sixth round the place to do it? Maybe not. Maybe so. Kalen Barnes, there's an athletic freak for you at corner. They might be a fan of that. But um, the Jaguars don't need a punter, but Cade York, the LSU kicker, is not available on here. So we're just using Matt Areza as the placeholder for Cade York here, who we're going to take, put on the board, bring in, compete for the starting job. Kalen Barnes is a lot of fun now. Extremely athletic. So Shaquille Griffin is on a deal um, under contract for a couple more years, but there is a two-year out. Um, Not saying the Jaguars should want to move on from him at all, but when you're building towards the future, he's one of the higher-paid players on the team. Might want to clear space for other things now that you've got Tyson Campbell, Darius Williams, etc. Darius Williams isn't under contract for a very long time either. What else do we need? We still need a safety. I think Marquise Bell could be a steal at this point in the draft. I think he's going to be more of a box safety, but he moves really well out of Florida A&M, FAMU, close to Jacksonville. I'm sure he's on their radar. Yeah. I think Marquise Bell would be a great pick here. You don't know that he's going to work out coming from a smaller school, but he has the physical profile and, and the tape to warrant being selected earlier than this, in my opinion, but because he played at FAMU, he's going to be devalued. Yeah, we're going to take Marquise Bell, developmental starting strong safety, in my opinion, right here. We missed out on our chance to draft Damone Clark, who I think 
there's a good chance Trent Balky will be interested in. I know it's become sort of a meme, sort of a joke, but Balky loves to try to find value. How do you find value? Find someone that has been devalued. Why have they been devalued? Injuries. It's the Balky special. Like this is the way for Trent Balky. Taekwon Thornton, he's another track guy from Baylor. That's all they've got over there. But uh, you talk about speed. Yeah, he's got it. He's got some length to him. He is slight and build. But that's the type of guy I think the Jaguars could be interested late in the draft, stretching the field. Taekwon Thornton. Love me some Damarian Williams. Him and Marcus Jones, they're both so so small in stature, but they play so much bigger than they are. Uh, they're teammates out of Houston there. Marcus Jones is also a special teams superstar. Turned a lot of punts and kicks for touchdowns in his time at Houston. Damarian Williams, though, he is no slouch. I think he can really play and carve out a role as a slot or an outside corner at some point in his career. Put him on the board. That should be the Jaguars' last pick. Yes, it is. I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. I'm Jordan DeLugo. You can follow me on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. So Aiden Hutchinson, this is the consensus pick. Even if he's not the consensus number one player, according to a lot of people, including myself, he is the consensus pick because everything the Jaguars have done has pointed to that type of pick, in my opinion, and that's what I've heard out of the building. Nicobe Dean is too much of a, a leader, a guy that's going to make other players around him better based on his awareness, based on his ability to communicate and get guys lined up in the right place. Trey McBride... The Jaguars have met with him. You know um, Doug Peterson's affinity for quality tight end play. All three of the Jaguars' top tight ends are on expiring contracts in 2022. Trey McBride falling to 65. Way too easy of a pick there. Alec Pierce. Um, I don't know that he's definitely going to be an NFL starter, but I do think he's going to be someone that can stretch the field as an outside receiver running the nine routes, running some of those vertical vertical concepts that I think really can accentuate what Trevor Lawrence can do. Pierce has great athleticism, great size, good ball skills, uh, reliable hands. I think he makes a lot of sense. He's got to develop in certain areas to be sure, but as a guy who can stretch the field for Trevor Lawrence, create some space for others, I think he is that guy. Zachary Carter, the Jaguars have just, I mean, they've been all over him. Working with him at his pro day, got an interview with him, a visit with him. I value him more on day three of the draft, but I think that um, the Jaguars have talked a lot about versatility, excuse me, versatility, uh, and Carter has that. He can line up at defensive end. He can line up at three tech inside. And he can hold up against the run. He has some pass rush juice as well. 
I think he just needs to develop some more consistency and you'll be good to go there. Long gap here between 85 and 146. The Jaguars traded up. I had them trading up the fourth and the sixth round pick to get Zachary Carter. And then I have them trading up again to land Luke Fortner, who the Jaguars need a center of the future. They have Tyler Shatley under contract for two years. He can hold down the fort, but you want somebody that's going to come in and compete with him and eventually take over that starting center job. Luke Fortner, I, I have no doubt in my mind he should be a starting center sooner rather than later. Hassan Haskins, the Jaguars met with, had him in town on Thursday. He's a running back that is reliable. He's tough. He has the ability to create and space. He is not a burner. Not going to take it to the house from 60. But he's going to get the job done. Yes. And then this is Cade York, not Matt Areza from San Diego State. Cade York just wasn't available here on the the mock draft machine from TDN. You guys got to do better. No, I'm just playing. Love your product. Love what you do. Marquise Bell, um, at this point in the draft, we're really throwing darts. But I think safety, long-term makes sense. Rayshon Jenkins, uh, you're not tied to him for too long. You could get out of it after this year if you want to, that contract. And Marquise Bell is a developmental starting safety. He has the physical ability. Uh, he has the tape. It's just about getting him in your system, getting him up to speed, and making sure you can uh, get the most out of him. Tyquan Thornton is another burner at wide receiver. Guy that should be able to stretch the field for you with some length, with some speed. And Demarion Williams, like I said, I think this cornerback class is too talented to not come away with one of them. It's so deep at corner. And Demarion Williams is undersized, but he's got ball skills. He's got instincts. He's a smart football player. I think he'll carve out a role in the NFL. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen. If you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. We're trying to grow the channel. But that's going to do it. Really appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, I hope you have a great weekend, Duval. You've got less than three weeks until you find out what the Jaguars are going to do how they're going to support Trevor Lawrence, uh, who desperately needs support after a season in which the Jaguars provided him pretty much zero infrastructure. Horrible coaching, not enough talent around him. Got to flip the script. Doug Peterson is a professional head coach, a Super Bowl winning head coach. You got to hope that him, his influence will help this team. And uh, hopefully it'll help them in the draft as well track record with the draft. I know he's not a GM and he doesn't play GM, but he has a big influence on the draft track record on those receivers. Ain't great, (laughs) but uh, hopefully they'll turn over a new leaf here and Alec Pierce will come in and at least be able to stretch the field for you. But again, I'm rambling on here. That is going to do it. Make sure to check out jinjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a great weekend, Duval. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.